Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff and joining me as always is my friend and professional NHL better. You know him in the industry as So Money Sports and it is going to be a busy Tuesday night in the NHL So Money. So we'll get right to it. Uh, we always start the show off with an underdog or two that we like and I'll let you go first because mine's a little outlandish and I don't want to uh, scare the listeners off just yet. So who's your favorite underdog for Tuesday night? My favorite underdog for Tuesday, we're going to go to Edmonton. I do like the Oilers here. Uh, so what is what is concerning um, for the Leafs right now is that even though Campbell is putting up elite numbers, they're still giving up a lot defensively right now. And um, we do need to check on, um, on Zach Hyman's status for the Oilers. With the assumption that Skinner is starting, I will be looking at the Oilers. And with Koskinen, um, we will see an adjustment in the morning. But right now, uh, just because of the way that the Leafs are playing defensively, um, I will be looking at the Oilers. Yeah, the Leafs sent down Justin Hole, who was, a, I don't know if we could call him a stalwart, but he was a very solid top four defenseman uh, for them last year. He's now in the ECHL. The Jake Muzzin-Justin Hole pairing has just not done that well. Muzzin struggled. Uh, so, yeah, they, they do seem to be trending down slightly. They're still one of the best teams in the league. So I don't mind to play on the Oilers here. Unfortunately, uh, my favorite underdog for Tuesday night are the Buffalo Sabres. They're plus 215 traveling to Winnipeg, who are minus 270 on the money line. This is an 8 p.m. puck drop. And Buffalo, they're not good. There's no getting around it. Bad goaltending. Bad scoring offense and a team that generally doesn't drive play, but over their past few games, they're almost at 50% in terms of expected goals percentage in those last five. They were very unlucky against the Rangers. They had a goal ruled out, a game tying goal ruled out by the NHL. And then the NHL right after the game said, our bad, that should have counted, even though it went to review. Uh, so I'm this team is trending up slightly. The price is just good enough against a team like the Jets who are, they're, not only they'll be missing Blake Wheeler, but they're also trending down a little bit. Their defense does give up a lot of chances. So uh, in an underdog situation, you're looking for any sort of shred of hope. And I think that the Jets lack of uh, solid defense at the moment gives Buffalo a leg into this match. And that's really all you're asking for at this price. So I'll back Buffalo at plus 215. Definitely not a bet you should expect to win. But I think at the price, there is some value there. Uh, with that, we will move on to the rest of the board. And we'll start in Boston, where the Bruins are minus 135 home favorites, taking on the Golden Knights, who are plus 115. The over-under here set at 6. Uh, 7 p.m. puck drop at TD Garden. Boston has a 56% expected goals rate over the course of the season, but they are trending down a little bit as of late, and they are still struggling to score, right? Like, we know what this team can do defensively. They lead the league in expected goals against. Their goaltending has let them down a little bit, but they're still 11th in goals against at 5-on-5. Five five. And uh, Vegas is just not the type of team they're biggest weakness this season has been defense and the Bruins are not the type of team to really take advantage of that weakness for Vegas. Uh, so I actually like Vegas here as a slight underdog. They're plus 115. There is some Bruins lineup issues that we should get into and I'll let you do that. Uh, but what are you seeing in this one? Yeah, I, I would um, I would look the same way here. Uh, the Bruins are coming off an impressive uh, West Coast swing. 
Uh, they did collect five out of six points. In terms of offensively, I do actually have them trending a little better offensively. I think that it's a matter of time here before they're their offensive numbers start picking up. So that's something that um, I want to be ahead of the curve on. Um, You mentioned the roster situation. They did have testing issues on Monday and coming off a recent game against the Flames, who've had a game postponed now, um, it could be a concern moving forward tomorrow. Um, Vegas has been trending well offensively uh, for a while now, and they're getting some guys back. So I do expect um, Vegas to be able to produce. Pending roster and starting goalies, um, I do like... Uh, Vegas here I will also be looking at the over as well Um, but at this point uh, there's just too much up in the air with the roster situation right now but um, that is the same way that I would be looking as well. The Montreal Canadiens they're plus 220 traveling to Pittsburgh who come back at minus 275. The over under is set at five and a half here another 7 p.m puck drop. This is a total pass for me say it right off the top Pittsburgh top 10 in offense and top five in defense by most metrics. They've been much, much better than I expected them to be. I thought that this would be a slight step back for them, especially considering I was not high on Tristan Jerry coming into the season, but he's been great in goal. Uh, So I just don't think there's any wiggle room to get involved with the Habs here, unless I mean this thing gets completely out of control, which I don't expect it to be. Do you have anything for this one? Not, Not right now. I won't have anything on this game at this point. Now we move on to the New Jersey Devils. They are plus 105, slight road underdogs taking on the Philadelphia Flyers, minus 125. Over under, five and a half, another 7 p.m. puck drop. The Devils, they have some COVID issues. Nico Heischer, Ryan Graves were both in protocol and missed their loss to the Islanders over the weekend. They also will are missing Jonathan Bernier, their number two goalie, and Miles Wood has been out for a while too. So a little bit of a depleted lineup from an already thin team. Meanwhile, Philadelphia, after a brutal November and first week of December, started to get some results after they fired Elaine Vigneault. The numbers overall are still very poor for Philadelphia. The defense has been a mess, but if I expect, as we usually see under new coaches, they will tighten things up in the back. They usually do come in and try to tinker and first make sure that the team isn't getting blitzed in its own end. I like the Flyers here. I think minus 125 is a good number. This thing actually opened at minus 145, so I'm going against the, the early money here, but I think Philadelphia minus 135 or better is a good play. I don't really see too much in between these two teams that separates them. Then you take the injury issues for the Devils throwing some home ice advantage for the Flyers, and that gets me on Philadelphia. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, w- I would look at the same way. I do like the Flyers here uh, for the there's a roster issues that you mentioned as well. Um, they are starting to play defensively. I know that it's just been a couple of games, but that's something that I wanted to take a look at to see how um, the team would be playing defensively with the new coach. Their goals against hasn't caught up yet, um, but I think that that is coming. Um, Hart, I think, will be starting to slowly get back to his form here. Um, I do expect the goals against for the Flyers to start ticking downwards. Um, I do like the Flyers and that's um, the way that I'll be looking on Tuesday. So let's move on to the Los Angeles Kings traveling to Amelie Arena to take on Tampa Bay. Obviously the Kings are significant underdogs plus 165 on the road. Tampa Bay coming back minus 205. The over under here set at five and a half. Uh, Los Angeles, they can't finish. They do generate some chances, but they don't finish them off. That's tough when you're taking on a team that is so good defensively like Tampa Bay. Uh, Not only will they make it tough to create chances, but that also means that you won't be finishing or likely be finishing the ones that you do create, the few that you do create. Is this number opened up plus 185 in the early, early betting? And then it came down on Los Angeles. I think at 185, I was like a little bit interested on Los Angeles, but at the current number, uh, no, thank you. Not going against Vasilevsky and this defense right now. What do you have for this one? 
So we talk about this often in, in Kings games. Uh, there is such a difference right now between Quick and Peterson. So the so, so the goalie needs to be confirmed first. Uh, first of all, I do um, think we'll see Quick versus Vasilevsky here. For Tampa, um, Sorelli's status needs to be monitored. It looks like he is going to play, um, but but of course we'll need to take that into account. If if he's not playing, um, I do like the under here. If we get Quick Vasilevsky, if he is playing, then um, I'll probably pass. And let's move on to my beloved and heartbreaking Islanders. You were on the Islanders on Thursday night against the Predators. I was on the Islanders on Thursday night against the Predators. And what happened? I told you, I tweeted to you that the pain would be coming. And it did come. It came with 11 seconds left in the third period where the Predators scored a game-winning goal. Uh, That's how it's been going for the Islanders this season. However, there are some slivers of hope with the team. They've been trending in the right direction slowly here. Two wins out of the last three games. Uh, They are minus 115 road favorites in Detroit who are minus 105 at home. The over-under is set at five and a half. It's a 7.30 p.m. puck drop. An interesting note here, this game, this exact fixture was played just a little over a week ago on December 4th. It closes a pick'em. And in that game, the Wings were without Tyler Bertuzzi, but the Islanders were also just getting players back from their COVID uh, disaster. Brock Nelson and Casey Zizekas were still out. So I think that the slight adjustment towards the Islanders is not enough. I actually think the Islanders are worth a bet here. And I know I sound like a a broken record on the show, and I know it sounds even more peculiar because I'm an Islanders fan, but look, the Red Wings are trending in the wrong direction, especially defensively. So for a team like the Islanders who have started to score goals, their power play is also trending up a little bit. This is a good matchup for a team that needs to continue to consistently score, especially if we do get Thomas Grice in that for Detroit against Ilya Sorokin. And I wouldn't be that surprised if they do that just because Grice is a former Islander and coaches do love to play into that. So that would make me like it even more. I like the Islanders regardless, minus 125 or better here. How about you? I think at 125 right now, it's um, it's fair. I do need to see a little bit more from the Islanders. Um, as you mentioned, the Wings are giving up a lot defensively, and the Islanders are, I do think they are on the rise, but I just need to see a little bit more. Unless if I get a goaltending surprise, um, I'll probably stay away. Um, but if it is Grice and Ned against uh, Sorokin or Varlamov, um, I will be on the, on, on the over here. And now we will move on to Carolina. They are plus 110 at the moment at Minnesota. I think this number will shoot up because Carolina is going through a little bit of a COVID thing. The Wild are minus 130. The over under five and a half, 8 p.m. puck drop. Sebastian Ajo and Seth Jarvis are still in Vancouver due to positive COVID tests for Carolina. They've been without Tony D'Angelo and Brett Pesci. Andre Svechnikov was banged up, but he is back in the lineup. It's really tough to kind of just figure this one out because I do think that this number is going to close pretty uh, heavy towards the wild. Uh, I have, so I have nothing here. We already talk about on the show a lot that figuring out the wilds is not a strong suit for either one of us. So I'm just going to take a step back and pass the mic over to you. So, so a couple of teams here who do trend well offensively for me. Obviously, we need to take a look at the uh, COVID situation and if um, if anything more comes from that. Um, so we do need some roster clarification there. I'm inclined to look towards the wild here, um, but once we get a better picture of what's going on on Tuesday, um, I think that the wild might be a little bit too short right now. There you have it. So many going on the wild. God help anyone out there and God help you too. Uh, I already talked about uh, how I like the Sabres on the money line against Winnipeg. I think that the matchup suits an underdog, a big underdog in a game that could be a little more chaotic than usual. You also have a play in this one. Uh, Where are you going for that? 
Yeah, so we we rode the Sabres overs for a bit once they were trying to get their goaltending figured out. They are starting to trend stronger for me defensively, and I don't think that the numbers have caught up to that yet. Um, with with Lukanen playing well, and they're getting more practice time in lately to, to implement a more defensive structure, I do think that um, the Sabres overs days are done for now. Um, the Jets generally do trend as a strong offensive team for me, but without... Blake Wheeler for a bit, I think that's going to hinder their offensive production um, a bit moving forward. So expecting a Lukanen uh, Halibut matchup, I would be looking at the um, at the under here on Tuesday. The St. Louis Blues, they just got through a 10-game stretch where they were banged up really bad, whether it be COVID or injuries, and uh, a couple games where they had to play shorthanded in terms of their actual roster size due to cap issues. They've been playing their number three goaltender, Charlie Lindgren. They got through that stretch five, two, and three. Very impressive. Their numbers obviously weren't terrific if you look under the hood, but that's to be expected when a team is banged up as badly as they were. They are plus 130 traveling to Dallas right now, who are minus 160. The over under a set of five and a half. This is 8.30 p.m. puck drop in Dallas. Dallas comes off a three-game losing streak on the road. Their home road splits are also pretty drastic. Dallas 9-2-1 at home. Uh, 4-8-1, I believe, on the road. I got nothing on this one. Both teams have tons of injuries, some COVID issues to deal with. Rupe Hints, Alex Radulov, perhaps out for the stars. The St. Louis Blues, I mean, it's a litany of names. I'm not even going to go over it. I'll pass it over to you because I have nothing here and until this thing clears up. This game is going to be tons of work on Tuesday morning. Um, it is impressive how the Blues have stuck around, considering how decimated that the roster has been the last couple of weeks. Uh, Brube did mention that uh, he's not expecting anyone back on Tuesday. The Stars you mentioned have their own issues. So depending on who is out for the Stars, I would be looking... This is another game I'd be looking at the at the under here. We could have a two teams with uh, predominantly AHL rosters. So that's... Um, I, I would be lo- looking at the under, especially if we get Ottinger in net like how I think that we would. Yeah, the Stars went from four goalies in their organization for NHL goalies uh, over the weekend to two as they've waived Anton Hudobin, who is very near and dear to both of our hearts after his run in the bubble. So bios con dios uh, to Anton, wherever he lands, and Ben Bishop has retired. So it's Braden Holtby and Jake Oninger uh, from this point forward. Speaking of goaltenders, Igor Shosturkin, he was taking uh, morning skates and light practice over the weekend. He didn't dress for the Rangers in their game against Buffalo, but Jar Glant did allude to the fact that he might be ready for this week. If he does play against Colorado, I do kind of like the Rangers here. They're coming in at plus 170, traveling to Colorado, who are minus 210, the over-under six, and this is a 9 p.m. Eastern puck drop. The Avalanche will be without Gabriel Landeskog. They've been dealing with injuries all season long. And it's just the Rangers, I, I think they're actually a bet against team over the long term. Their underlying metrics just don't really support how good their record's been. It's, it's a lot of Igor and their star players getting the job done, which is that's a way you can win hockey games. But as a better, I do tend to bet against that kind of stuff. But here in this spot, as long as Igor is playing, which I don't know if it's likely or not, I do think the Rangers are worth a shot at this number. How are you looking at this one? Yeah, I would um I would suspect Igor is gonna be playing. Um, but of course we'll need confirmation on that, like we do in every Rangers game. Um, Kadri um should still be out for the abs on Tuesday, so that's something to keep an eye on. One um one thing about the abs here is that we did have the under in their game against Florida on on Sunday, which on the surface it did seem a little bit against the grain, but the abs are starting to play better defensively lately. 
even though their games have been going over, the reason they've been going over is because of the poor goaltending that they faced. So it's situations like that where you don't want to just look at the final score all the time. There's more to it than that. So I think that the Avs goal totals in their games are going to start ticking down. If we do get Shesterkin in net, this will be another game that I will be looking at playing the under probably later in the day. Perhaps very late in the day with how Gerard Gallant likes to uh, announce his goaltenders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be as late as you know 8.30 or something. And uh, now a special part of the show. We haven't really had too much time to dive into Canucks games because as we are Tuesday, Thursday show, they've been very much a Monday, Wednesday, Friday team over the past uh, couple of weeks. But they are playing on Tuesday night. They're hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets who are plus 130. Vancouver, red hot under new coach Bruce Boudreaux. They're minus 150. So the question is, is the market too high on your beloved Vancouver Canucks? Well, firstly, the Canucks games are fun again. So that's the most important thing to touch on. It's been a pleasure watching these last four games, just uh, based on where we've come from here in the last couple of years. We have been riding the Canucks here in, in this streak, but this matchup against Columbus could get a little bit tricky here. I think that if Corpus Solo is a net, I think that this number is right. But if we get a Merzlikin start, I think that the Canucks might be getting a little bit overvalued now. I do think we get Demko for the Canucks um, and we need to um, monitor Patrick Laine's status. He's back with the team. I'm not sure if he's going to play tomorrow, but that's something to keep an eye on. Um, with a Demko-Merzlikin's matchup, I won't have anything on the side, but I do think that the under would be worth a look here. If we do get Elvis, I'd be looking towards Columbus, especially if this number ticks up with all the Vancouver love that's in the market, the Bruce Boudreaux love, the hype train. Is it rightfully get, so. It might get out of control here, but uh, he's such an affable guy. Very easy to root for. Very easy to bet on lately, too. All right. Uh, we will move on to... Ottawa Senators plus 235 on the road, taking on the mighty Florida Panthers, who are minus 300. The over-under here set at 6.5 to 7 p.m. Puck drop down in Sunrise. I don't have anything on this one. I mean, it's always tempting when you see a team this high up, especially one that has won a few impressive games over really good opposition in Ottawa. They've defeated Carolina and Colorado in the past. They do have the talent to kind of pull results out uh, like this with their scoring talent, but I'm going to likely stay away from this one. How about you? I am tempted by the over here. A couple of things to keep in mind is that with uh, Forsberg has established himself as the clear number one there, they're going to be giving him all the opportunity to uh, take that job and run with it. So I do want to see how how he performs during the next little bit. Barkov uh, is back on the IR. He's going to be out on Tuesday. And I do suspect that Bobrovsky is going to get the start. So with all that said, um, I'll probably pass on this game for now, unless if there is anything that um, in, the, in the marketplace that leads me towards my, uh, towards my overlean. Uh, all right. The last game of the night that we will touch on is Seattle plus 120, uh, taking a trip to San Jose, minus 140. The over-under here set at five and a half, a 10.30 p.m. puck drop. Both teams are, are trending down defensively, uh, but the Sharks are still creating opportunities, which does scare me. I, I lean towards Seattle here, but the goaltending has just been so bad from Philip Grubauer. So if it's Chris Dreger, I'd be pretty interested in Seattle at the number. If it's Grubauer, I'm just going to pass and go to bed early. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I have similar thoughts, but before I begin here, um, it was pointed out by a loyal listener of ours that I keep calling Reimer Jason Reimer. I do apologize to James Reimer for that. <laughs> Even though their, their underlying numbers lately have not been trending in the right direction, the Sharks are still a significant under team for me right now. Um, we have touched on Grubauer a lot this season and how his struggles are preventing Seattle to 
profile as the under team that I expect them to be. Trigger is is back with the team and with the back-to-back here, um, he should get the start in the next couple of games. Um, he's had his own struggles in the handful of games he's played, but I mean, it can't get any worse than what they're getting from Group R right now. So, so if Trigger is confirmed, um, the under is what I'll be looking at in this game. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. All right, uh, and now we will wrap up our show with the last section we like to call this top shelf bets our favorite bets on the board i'm sorry to do it i have to do it i think the islanders are undervalued in detroit like i said these two teams played on december 4th the game closed as a pick and in that game the islanders were just getting back players from covid and they were still without brock nelson and casey zizekas for a team that really relies on their spine their center depth i think that the adjustment here is just not enough it's going from minus 110 to minus 115. So I like the Islanders at minus 125 or better. In Detroit, the team is slightly trending up. They're showing signs of getting back to the game that defined them, their style that defined them under Barry Trotz. And like we talk about on the show, we want I want to beat the market to that. And I'm hoping that this is a case where I can do that against a Detroit team that is trending down defensively and has struggled in that regard basically all season long. So give me the Islanders minus 125 or better on the road at Little Caesars Arena. Pizza, pizza. And where is your favorite bet on the board on Tuesday night? So I will be going to Philadelphia. Um, I do like the Flyers here. Uh, we've we've touched on this uh, pretty extensively. The Devils are just really thin right now. And um, I don't think that the Flyers are as bad as they've played this season. I think that sometimes in these situations, um, things just snowball in your season and, and, and it gets out of control and you just need a reset, which I think that they are getting right now. Um, so I want to be a little bit ahead of the market right now before the Flyers line start catching up. So I will be on the Flyers as, as my best bet against the Devils. So a team that has recently come off an 11-game losing streak and a team that has recently come off an 8-game losing streak uh, for our favorite bets on Tuesday night, what could go wrong? And with that, we thank you very much for listening to Line Change, and we will see you again on Thursday morning. Good luck on Tuesday. <laughs>